0: Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face to face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I'm so excited to welcome Reagan Egley here to the show today. Welcome, Reagan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited for our chat today. So, Reagan earned her Bachelor of Science in Psychology, a Master's in Human Resources, and a Master's in Business Administration, all from USU. Reagan has experience in career advising, staffing development and analytics, hiring research, student settlement implementation, leadership and learning, and organizational development. She has served as president of USU's Alpha Chi Omega chapter and has received two notable awards from her accomplishments, including USU Robbins Women of the Year Award and Greek Woman of the Year Award. So, Reagan, I've basically heard all good things and that you're the coolest person on the planet. So you've actually built your own computer and you've gone to the Nile to do some whitewater rafting and bungee jumping. So I have to know more about what inspired both of these crazy and awesome experiences yeah so I think at an early
1: age I kind of gained some life experiences and some perspectives on the fact that life is really really short and I don't have like a, a running bucket list but when some of these opportunities come up I kind of take opportunities as is this a bucket list item if I look back on my life am I gonna be regretful of not taking those opportunities or not just saying you know I want to try it out I want I want to see if I can do this so building my own computer I actually I had a friend my computer died and he was like, well why don't you build one and at first I was was really intimidated by it, and I was like, "No way! I don't think I can do that." But then, kind of took a new perspective and was like, "Well, it would be really cool to just, you know, say I built this by myself and understanding what goes into that." So, I built my own computer, and, and the same kind of situation happened with bungee jumping and whitewater rafting over the Nile. I was doing a humanitarian trip in Uganda, and um, the opportunity kind of arose, and I was like, "You know what? I just..." I kind of want to go for it because life is young or uh, life is short. And I want to be able to say that I've done some of these things when I was back on my life. So,
0: yeah, I love that. So, Reagan, this month, we're talking all about personal reflection, especially within the context of career development. And so I'd love to begin today by having you think back to some of your earliest memories of what you wanted to be when you grew up.
2: This is a really great question because I think this changed just about every year from when I was a, a kid. I wanted to be everything from, you know, an astronaut to a painter. I was kind of a science nerd. I loved anything STEM related, but then I was also kind of, I'm kind of right-brained. So I'm very creative. I love to paint and draw. Ultimately, I kind of settled on on being a doctor. And that was something that I really jumped into during high school and even the beginning of my undergrad. But it's very much changed over the years. And I think if ask me at any age. Ultimately it was really what my passions in life were and how I wanted to kind of live my life and, and what I wanted to do every day was what I would have, you know, given that answer to you as. So
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that probably rings true for so many people. I think oftentimes, you know, when we're asked, especially when we haven't decided, like maybe early on in college, when people ask you like, what is your goal? What do you want to be? It's like, well, on any given day, I might feel a little bit differently. And I think a lot of freshmen especially can relate to that feeling. So I actually really love that you've shared that. I'd love to hear a little bit more about around how old were you and what kind of job did you have? Like very first job. What was that like?
2: Yeah. So when I was in high school, I was really concentrating on my studies. So my first job actually came when I was like maybe 15, 16. And I was going through high school and I um, I had finished my medical assisting certifications, my phlebotomy certifications. And I would say my first job was the best first job I probably could have had. I was a medical assistant at a pediatric outpatient clinic. So I worked with kids every single day, doctors and nurses, and I was just learning about the environment that I was in. And so I, I would bring patients back, I would take their vitals, and then I assisted in any procedures that were going on in office surgeries. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And I think obviously what I learned most there was you know to work with people of all ages. But I think the most important thing that I learned there was really how to follow through on things that you're gonna say, how to be someone with integrity if something goes wrong, being able to fix it in that moment because the people that who was, I was working with every single day, they were really counting on me and my team to bring them the best care possible. And I think that Although, you know, my responsibilities will likely change from what I was doing in that job, I think those are key life skills that I'll probably bring with me no matter where I work.
0: I love that. And I think that's a really good point to make that some of our earliest jobs aren't necessarily about maybe career defining moments, but they're great opportunities for us to gain some really great transferable skills that can apply to lots of different, you know, majors or industries. So I love that thought. Maybe continue this conversation of, okay, so we've kind of walked through like early stages and then we kind of moved into like high school. Now, we're us through your college experience. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, how did you find maybe your bachelor's degree major, but then how did you recognize, actually, I want to pursue a couple of masters. So walk us through kind of that that timeline.
2: This is a great question. I was one of those people who I came to college and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Medicine was, was where I was going. I finished genetics and organic chemistry. And then I kind of decided in my third year of being at USU that I was in some leadership positions at the time. And I realized, I learned about myself is really what I did. Um, learned about how I internalized stress and how that would apply to my actual everyday job. I have a sick family member and, and being in hospitals and understanding how I would kind of internalize that want to take care of people, I realized it just wasn't something that I could do every single day because of a work-life balance I decided I really needed. So during that time, I was actually a, a psych undergrad and I learned a little bit more about industrial and organizational psychology and how psychology is paired with business and even just performing individuals in in their day-to-day environments. Um, so I started to take some sports psychology classes and learning about performance of individuals and kind of what you need to tap into to find the potential of individuals and how to help them get to that full potential and how to work at their peak performance. And so I kind of actually pieced my ending major together. I took an extra year to really pursue what i knew that i loved and was excited about so i got my degree in psychology but i had some minors in the business school and in human resources so i could kind of pair those two perspectives together to really create the collegiate experience that i was looking for and things that i wanted so it it was kind of serendipitous in the sense of i came in wanting to be you know a pre-med major get into medical school but i actually found human resources and performance and leadership in in some of the opportunities that I had at Utah State and getting into my master's, uh, Utah State actually has a really great master's of human resources program. So I ended up being in the place that I needed to be to get into my master's and continue
0: on that journey. I love that. One question that I have in thinking about this because it's really common for people to go to college and say like I'm going to be a doctor. Like, that's a really common thing that a lot of students say, and I'm curious for you did you receive any pushback maybe from family or outside pressures when you said actually I'm gonna change my path a little bit and maybe and I don't want to say that psychology is less respectable but I think there are some stigmas around these different career paths right and so I'm curious from your perspective was there any pushback that you received when you said actually I'm going to change my major
1: that is a great question because
2: that's exactly what I experienced I think my parents were really worried like do you know what you're doing like this is your life dream you know this is something that you've always talked about are you sure this isn't the route that you want to go I remember meeting with my advisor and talking to them. And when I actually found industrial and organizational psychology, I spammed the faculty department. I was like, tell me anything, you know, I really want to learn and understand. Like, I think this is the route I want to take. And I left the advisor's office and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I think I'm going to change my major. I think I'm going to change everything. It might add an extra year, but you know, this is really what I want to do. And I want to make sure that, you know, I don't just settle for something because I've been here for three years. I really want to to leave with something that I can see myself doing long-term. And there was some silence on the other end where she was trying to process what I had just told her. But I think that through me kind of following my aspirations and really jumping in, learning as much as I could and and kind of, you know, when I pivoted, I really needed to kind of make a plan of what that would look like for myself and even for the people around me. If I might not be a doctor or a PA or even a nurse. I want to take this different route. And this is kind of what it looks like in museums are the opportunities that I, I have and that I want to kind of explore and decide if it's really right for me. And that ended up working out really well with some of the faculty members that I've met and research that I've done and classes that I took. So I'm grateful for the pivot, but it can be a really painful thing to kind of give up that identity that you've held on to and everyone knows you as and where you're going and say, you know, this isn't right. This isn't what I want to do and, and I need to do this for me and for no one else.
0: Yeah. And I think I, I love that you shared that with us. I know it's very personal. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And I thought it was really interesting when you were describing kind of the reasoning, you know, you said, I loved the content, like you loved the classes that you were taking. It wasn't that you necessarily didn't like the content, but you realized that there was a conflict between the, the lifestyle that you desired and what that degree, when you look at it as a profession would mean. And so I think it's really interesting, you know, because sometimes we spend a lot of time saying, okay, I need to do self-reflection. Which is really important, you know, then we'll say, okay, now I need to do some major exploration. But sometimes we forget to combine the two and say, okay, where does kind of the rubber hit the road, right? Where is reality intersecting with my interests? And so I think that's a really great example of being able to see both parts and then really have a real reality check with yourself and say, okay, does this work? So I really appreciate you sharing that example. I would love to hear a little bit about the fun that you've had at USU. I know we've had an interesting past year, but I would love to hear looking back on all of the years what are some of your favorite USU memories
2: one thing that i just love about utah state is they have such a focus on student life and providing an experience to students and that was one thing that i was really drawn to utah state for the events the sporting events just like the opportunities and even like the professional kind of networking and development opportunities that utah state provides and i think that looking back at my undergrad and you know my my masters experiences i think those were some of the Things that I just really will hold near and dear to my heart. But in my undergrad, I was a part of the fraternity and sorority life. Uh, I was a part of Alpha Chi Omega, and some of those experiences definitely came through being a member of that organization. Specifically, thinking to like Greek leadership weekend, where you know we go up to Bear Lake and meeting different people and being a part of those opportunities. And so, I, I think if reflecting, if we're taking kind of the topic of conversation here, looking back, I think my best experiences were the experiences that I just said yes to, that I was open to meeting new people, doing new new things that I wouldn't normally say yes to, maybe finding more of that work-life balance and saying, okay, I, I do need to prioritize some social time here in Utah State gave a great environment and opportunities to be able to do that. I think really the people and
0: experiences that I've had have just been so awesome. I love that. And you know, it was making me think of back just a couple of days ago, even I was thinking back to high school actually, and I was thinking about the leadership roles that I had there and how important at the time they really didn't feel this way, but how important it was that I began to gain leadership experience really early on. And then in my college experience, very similar to, you know, I continued to add on to that and I continued to get that experience. And it's so interesting now looking back on those experiences, because again, I gained such great transferable skills that I use every day at work. And so I love that not only were those things fun for you to participate in, but you probably gained a lot of really great skills and especially the networking piece. Oh my gosh, like how important is that as we're trying to find jobs and whatnot. So I really love that those were enjoyable experiences and and also probably some professional development as well. I would love to hear your thoughts on this question, which is, was your college experience what you had expected? Why or why not?
2: This is so funny because I'm thinking back and I don't know what I really expected from college. I think if you had asked high school Reagan, you know, what is college going to be like? I would have thought, you know, it's studying eight to 12 hours a day. It's really, you know, making my way to get into medical school, get good grades. And that social aspect, I don't think I really knew what to expect. And I think that that was the most pleasant surprise of them all were really the people that I encountered, the people that I met. And the experiences that I did end up having, I didn't ever anticipate myself to join a sorority. That was never something that I was interested in. You know, I might have thought that I would have danced a little bit more through college, like be on a dance team or something. But I think that all of the twists and turns that have happened along the way have been just as they've needed to be. Although I think it is hard, you know, as maybe a freshman or sophomore, because you think it should be going one way because you pictured it, you should be doing these things, or, you know, this is who I have been and this is what I should be participating in. But all of the extra things that I needed to learn about myself along the way were things that I couldn't have anticipated, but I'm really grateful that they did happen and I wouldn't trade some of those surprises
0: for anything. I love that. Yeah, I love this idea of learning and also experiencing new things. I think that's a piece of college that maybe was wasn't top of mind for people before the pandemic. But once those social pieces were kind of stripped away, I think people have realized such an important part of the college experience is that self-discovery. It's going to a different club or it's going to a new event. And so I love that that has been part of what you didn't expect, but it turned out to be a really good piece. So I love that. Reagan, I would love to hear as you think back on this experience of college, who has been one of your biggest cheerleaders throughout the experience? Yeah.
2: I mean, obviously my parents, I think my parents have been amazing at trying to give me the space that I need to, you know, develop, but then, you know, pick up the phone when I feel like life is falling apart. I don't know what to do about, you know, a grade or a boy or friends or whatever. So they've been really awesome in, in cheering me on through my development and my success there. But one thing that I have found, Utah State has amazing faculty and they do want to see students succeed. And I think that when I was a freshman or a sophomore, I was pretty into Intimidated by talking to professors because you know they've done all this research and and they're conducting these massive classes and, and they know how to speak. And well, you're just trying to make it by in their class, or you're trying to understand, you know, where you fit into kind of this bigger picture. And some of my my biggest cheerleaders have come from some of the professors that I've gotten to know. So like Ali Cook, Steve Hanks in the business school. I mean, some really just amazing people that professors want to see students succeed. They want to give them that time. That's why they're there. They want to see kids develop and reach their goals. I think that's really what they're there for. So I think some of my biggest cheerleaders have been in those professors and confidants that I found along the way. I had a really great manager. I worked at the Space Dynamics Lab. They're on Innovation Campus. They're a research foundation through USU. They work with NASA and US defense. And my manager was just fabulous because the position was a business assistant position, but I was a psychology student. And I had previous to that done, you know, biology and chemistry. And so he kind of took a chance on me and having those people that kind of are willing to say, hey, I see some potential in you and I want to give you the opportunities to grow and try something new. You know, he was fabulous in, in giving me the opportunity to do that. So super grateful for the people that USU really put on their campus because I think they're so intentional about who's working with students and what they want to see in students and how they grow.
0: So I love that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think faculty can seem really intimidating when you haven't like had a really- conversation with them. And I remember that was an eye-opening experience for me as well when I went to some event and I just like had a natural conversation with the professor. I was like, oh, they're like a human. <laughs> they are a human, right? Mm-hmm. And then so exactly. I think that's a really, uh, a really cool experience to have. And yeah, I totally encourage students as well to, to reach out to faculty because they want to see students succeed, right? That's, that's really their goal. So I love that. Reagan, what is one piece of advice that you would give to your 15 year old self about careers as you look back?
2: I think to give yourself the patience to learn. And I think, you know, what I would have told myself is just try something new. Don't say no, because you've got your blinders up and you're so focused on one thing. You're not really seeing some of the other things that are happening, opportunities that you could take advantage of. So just saying yes and and trying something new. And I also think in your transition from high school into college, in those first few years, you're really still kind of learning about yourself and where you fit. You're kind of a small fish in a big pond and you don't know who you are and what you want to be. And I think one piece of advice that was given to me was that people don't think as much about other people as you think they do. Like people aren't focusing on your flaws or your development or you as much as you think. So don't be insecure. Don't be afraid. Really blossom into the person that you want to because everyone's paying attention to themselves. Really take that time to try new things and be okay with that and be okay with the stumbles along the way, because those are the best learning experiences and to find yourself to figure out what you want to do and where you're going. That's been,
0: I think, really crucial for me in my experience. I love that. I love this idea of giving yourself a little bit of grace as you learn and grow. Exactly. Yes. So I know that college is not all roses and butterflies. So I would love to hear a little bit about one of the more challenging experiences that you face, but also one that was really rewarding. So what are some thoughts on that?
2: When I think back, the most prominent experience for me, as you had mentioned before, I was president of my Alpha Chi chapter. And when you're stepping into those leadership roles, I think no matter what club or organization you're a part of, there's a level of responsibility that you're taking on for yourself. And it's kind of tough when you're doing this in college, because not only are you taking that responsibility on yourself, but these friends that you've made, you also kind of have to hold accountable. And you're kind of switching between hats because you want to play that friend role, but you're also playing this leadership role. And you have to run whatever organization you're in and and put events together and hold people accountable. And sometimes you have to have some of those hard conversations. And I think that that was really tough. And I had to learn how to do that and juggle that. That wasn't something that I had done. Really before, but coming out on the other side, those are, I think, skills that I'll be able to take with me. And it was probably the hardest experience, the hardest year of my life. But I grew more in that year of challenging myself if I had not taken that opportunity. So I think that if anyone listening, you know, has the opportunity to be a leader and try something new, it might sound really hard, but challenge yourself and try to put yourself in that situation to be a little bit more uncomfortable and, and work through it because. I think you'll be a better person because of it. And you'll gain some new perspectives that will be helpful
0: down the line. I think this is so key. And I, I totally agree with the thought of in the hardest challenges that we experience is really where we have the opportunity to learn the most about ourselves and just about life. And so I really love that you've brought up that sentiment. I think it's so important, especially throughout college. So Reagan, I know obviously you're you're graduating soon. You have some new and exciting things on the horizon. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about what your next steps might look like after graduation.
2: Yes, the the light at the end of the tunnel. Um. <laughs> So I just finished my Masters of Human Resources this last December and I'll be done with my Masters of Business Administration this May. Yay. Um, and I will be joining a leadership development program with Capital One in DC in July. So I'm excited to get some time between then and really jump into the professional world and I've never lived in anywhere but really Utah, so it'll be fun to I think be a young professional in a new space and try something new and yeah, I'm really So excited. exciting.
0: So talk- Talk to me a little bit about that position. You know, how, how does your past experience, how will you use that in this new position?
2: Yeah, so this leadership development program is focused on human resources. So I will be using my MHR sort of experience and education in that space. Something that a lot of people actually, I didn't know this until I really got into my master's, but some of these corporate companies, they have leadership development programs and really what they're meant to do is kind of fast track people to management. And these programs, they rotate you between different roles after maybe a nine to 12 month period. So you can get a lot of different experiences kind of in a compacted few years. So that's what I'll be doing. Is I don't know what my first role will be, but I'll kind of move through some different facets in HR to get some different experiences kind of in a compressed amount of time. And and
0: we'll see where it takes me after that. Very cool. I, I haven't heard of that with Capital One. So that's a really interesting and exciting uh, new step. So I I hope that you have a wonderful experience and that you gain some really great insights from that. So that's really exciting. Well, as we kind of come to a close here today, Reagan, I would love to hear as kind of a final sentiment and thought, um, how has personal reflection helped you learn from past experiences and grow professionally?
2: Yeah, I... Personal reflection, I think, is everything. Hindsight is always 20 right? And I found myself to be a chronic overthinker. That's very much who I am. And sometimes I think that that's stressful and, and I need some reminding to come down from that. But reflection has really, really helped me learn from the experiences that maybe haven't gone so well, or maybe the things that have gone well and and learning how to apply those in future situations. And I truly feel that reflection has been what has, has gotten me to this point. And Learning about myself and what I want to do moving forward. I think that the first two years of college for me were really, really tough. And I was able to kind of reflect early on on why I was maybe unhappy or what I wanted to change and what I was doing. And I think that that reflection really helped me to set the tone of who I want to be and what sort of attitude I want to bring into my final years of college. And I think that that's really what's helped me to build a computer or, you know, go to Africa and do a humanitarian trip or, you know, to find. Find the industry that I really love and I'm excited about. So I would definitely encourage students to kind of stop and reflect a little bit on the experiences they have had, because I think that sometimes the answers forward are looking back and learning from some of those
0: things. I love that. And I have a small follow-up and then I know we'll, we'll call it a day, but I'm really curious, what are some specific ways that you've reflected? I know people process information differently. Sometimes maybe it's kind of meditation where they're just thinking, sometimes people write it down. What have been some methods that have been and effective for you as you reflect.
2: Yeah. I've learned that journaling is huge for me because it really slows down my thoughts and I can really think through my feelings and what happened and what I want to kind of change moving forward. Meditation is actually something that I've recently picked up that's been really helpful for me to kind of clear my mind and recenter myself. And I think also finding those people that you can really confide in, trust in, rely on that will let you use them as a soundboard to kind of walk through your thoughts and your emotions and kind of reflect on the day and what happened. So those all been really, really helpful for me. I've also learned through journaling and not only kind of writing out the events and and my feelings, kind of also envisioning and reflecting on who I want to be looking forward. You know, what does that woman look like? What does she feel like? What is she doing? What does that day-to-day look like? And I think through journaling and writing through, you know, what I want that to look like, I've been able to kind of outline, you know, what my daily routine should look like. What do I want to be doing in three to five years? So I think Reflection has really helped me clearly outline that based off of the things that I've experienced in the past
0: great examples and and great strategies that I think people can start implementing now. So thank you for that really helpful advice. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show today, Reagan. I so appreciate your thoughts on the good, the bad, um, the learning and the growth and just really appreciative of your time. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us here at the Career Studio today. Please join us next week as we continue to discuss this month's theme of personal professional reflection.